0: I'm good, Elliot. Uh hope, hope you're staying safe and everything, and everybody out there is doing their best, and as this variant comes back, so yeah, we're doing, yeah. doing, doing fine otherwise.
1: Yeah, uh, we are too so far. Um, so this week, there was a lot of uh, conversation and a lot of activity in the uh, virtual currency space, and I thought maybe we could talk about a number of things. So there was a a statement by the head of the, uh, Gary Gensler, the head of the SEC. Uh, FinCEN issued a a pretty hefty fine. And um, the U.S. Senate actually talked about virtual currency, probably got a little bit over their skis about what they knew about it as part of the negotiation, the infrastructure uh, bill. So where would you like to start?
0: Yeah, it's good, and you know, uh, I can't think of uh, you know two more appropriate people than two Medicare eligible lawyers talking virtual currency. I bet the group's really excited about this, but oh wait, that's <laughs> that's what the Senate is. So, <laughs> but we'll we'll try. We do understand the BSA space. So yeah, so a couple things. Uh, FinCEN did issue a civil money penalty, hundred million dollars, BitMEX, and it's a uh, they characterize it as the oldest and largest. Convertible virtual uh, currency derivative exchange, and they violated the BSA and FinCEN uh, regs because they operated unregistered as a unregistered futures commission merchant, and provided MSB services. So that's a willful failure to comply with the BSA. So that was interesting. Uh, you mentioned Gensler; he was the former head of the CFTC, and obviously now he's the head of the SEC, and he's made some strong statements. Uh, regarding the need to regulate uh, certain aspects of virtual currency as securities. Um, so that's going to be interesting. And then we've already talked about in past sessions uh, that Yellen and Powell, the Fed, have expressed concern. So there's a lot of focus here. But as you point out, uh, you identified what went on in the infrastructure bill. So maybe talk a little bit about that. That was an interesting debate. Um, again, pretty clear that a lot of senators, uh, they're not clueless, but definitely needed more information. And that was part of how the debate sort of waged, right?
1: Yeah, so uh, real fast background. So as part of the infrastructure bill, of course, there's always the question when you're going to spend a trillion dollars, you, do you, can you raise some revenue to help offset it? And the original idea was to uh, raise revenue by uh, uh, enhancing IRS efforts to uh, go after uh tax evaders Uh, that uh didn't make it uh through the process for political and other reasons so uh when they went back to the drawing board what they came up with was saying well we have this this virtual currency environment and uh, we need better tax reporting uh from the players in that environment so that we can be sure that everybody who's uh, investing, taking profits, et cetera, is properly reporting those profits and therefore paying the their proportionate amount of tax. So that was what was proposed. And I, obviously I'm giving a very high level version of right, it. Right. And then um, what seemed to get er- into everybody down the rabbit hole was the whole question of who did that apply to, this new reporting, enhanced reporting obligation. And um, I don't it didn't seem as though anybody had too much heartburn about the idea that the exchanges should do it. And in fact, the larger, more uh, mature and sophisticated ones are already doing it. Um, and I think the, if, I, if I've got it right, I think it was the president of Coinbase come out and said, yeah, that's fine, we're already doing right. it. You know, he, he didn't seem to uh, uh, break a sweat about it. Um, but there are groups in the pro- virtual currency process called miners um and there was a big a whole uh, sudden um uh hoo-ha about uh the fact that the definition as it was written that was mainly targeting exchanges was written too broadly and was going to drag miners and other ancillary players in and why is that a big issue well some of these ancillary players really don't have any of the client information so um they don't, their function um, doesn't really align very well with the idea of tax reporting. Um, right. And it kind of, and then, um, you know, uh, the echo chamber of the political process sort of uh, took off from there.
0: Yeah. Well, so one of the groups said that the language was so broad, it could arguably apply to internet or telecom service providers. Like you said, it could, uh, it could apply also to, to minors and those that aren't in the, in the system Um, And so the crypto industry got together. And also some members I've seen since that time, some members, there's a House caucus actually on um, uh, on blockchain. Um, I'm not sure. I guess they're they're called the blockchain caucus and Republicans and Democrats. And what they said was cryptocurrency tax reporting is important, but uh, they got to prioritize amending the language. In their words, to clearly exempt non-custodial blockchain intermediaries is what we just referenced, and ensure that civil liberties are are protected. So a couple of ways of looking at this. On the one hand, it's being actively considered. So the crypto world looks at this and says, We're at the big boy table now, the big lady table now, whatever you want to call it. So we're we're part we're part of the debate. So that's the good part, but we also have a lot of education to do. So I think that's interesting. I I'll just say I would anticipate that uh, uh, the Treasury Department was never planning to make these regs so broadly if this were to occur. So I think there'll be a lot more. Can't happen until 2023 anyway. So there's a lot that can go on between now and then. And then just a quick political question. The fact that people opposed giving money to IRS to go after tax evaders in this environment is just in my humble opinion, insane, separate from the crypto debate. But that is just so unfortunate because we know tax evasion is a major problem for our economy. And so that's unfortunate that they had to look for these other pay-fors to try to make up some of the funding.
1: Yeah. And again, not, I don't want to get... Uh, we've tended to be kind of uh, thoughtful about our political statements. But you know, if you look at a lot of countries where their economies have problems and where they have political uh major political challenges uh uh tax compliance tends to be very low and exactly you know to not uh for us not to and for the senate to not feel like tax compliance is an important component of you know uh, right. of things uh is a little troubling Right. So I think
0: more to come on the crypto part of this. And obviously, as we just said, uh, you know, fines against entities are, are uh, you know, FinCEN has that on, on their radar as well. The bank agencies have opined on this. Law, our law enforcement partners constantly talk about the need to better educate themselves so they understand this. And, uh, you know, we, we do the same thing in the AML community. So a lot more to come. But you're right. A lot of things occurred this particular week.
1: All right. Well, just a reminder for everybody, uh, we do this every week and you can find us on Spotify and uh, uh, and uh, iTunes podcast and wherever you get your podcasts. So please uh, tune in, subscribe. Uh, also, there's lots of other great content that you can find on those platforms, as well as on our website at amlrightsource.com. John, I'll talk to you next week. Thanks, great, Elliot. Take care. Yep. Bye. Bye-bye.